Welcome to our Rolling Hills Community Church Sermon Podcast. I'm Laura Chapman, and I'm the Care and Connections Pastor here at Rolling Hills. Throughout this season, we've been learning about the lesser known stories of Christmas, the stories of many individuals who played a role in the Christmas story. Each character in the story had a key part in the coming of Christ, and it all leads up to today, the advent, the arrival of our promised Messiah. Today's message, like this Christmas season, is all about Jesus. He is the reason that we celebrate Christmas. He is the greatest gift of all. He's the fulfillment of the prophecies and the promises in scripture. It's all about him. So let's be reminded of that together today. We are so glad that you're here. Merry Christmas. All series long, we've been talking about the idea of the the supporting cast, the the extra characters, the people that are behind the scenes, the people that often don't get a whole lot of play at our nativity and our, our Christmas stories. And now we finally get to see how very clearly they've been pointing us to Jesus that we celebrate at Christmas. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Okay, when I'm in classy situations and I want to feel respectable in the room, I say it's a wonderful life because it's just so good. Um, But when I'm in more comfortable, casual settings and I trust the people around, I just happily admit that it's Elf. Um, I I, I love it a lot. It's okay. We've probably seen it a couple of times. There's this one scene inside the movie um, where this fellow, Will Ferrell, who's playing the elf, he he finds out from the mall supervisor that Santa is about to come, and he has a freak-out moment. He's like, Santa? I know him. I know him. I know him. And then, of course, Santa comes in. He realizes that it's just another mall employee, in fact, not the real Santa in the moment. And so he's like, you're not the real Santa. And he's like, oh, you sit on a throne of lies. You smell like beef and cheese. You're not the real Santa. One, sometimes at Christmas, I'm tempted just, just to have that freak out moment where I, I just want to pull out my hair and, and shout to the tops of my lungs, Jesus, I know him. And, and then I look around the rest of the world and I see all the misrepresentations and all the stories that just aren't true and all the beliefs that just don't match up. And I'm like, that's not the real one. That, that's not it. Let, let me tell you about the, the real Jesus. Let me tell you about the real Christmas. Do you ever wonder where that word comes from, Christmas, and why we say Christmas, Merry Christmas? Well, of course we know, okay, C-H-R-I-S-T, it, it starts out with the word Christ, so that just, it just makes total sense, but what you may not realize is that it's literally the combination of, of two words, Christ and Mass. In the Old English, it's Christus Mise, and it's Latin, and it's, it's it's Christ's mass or, or the, the worship service. If you came from a, a Catholic or a more liturgical kind of tradition of faith, you're, you're used to the word mass because that's what you call the weekend service. It means the, the service, the gathering, the Eucharist or the Lord's Supper and literally the sending out of the people. And so the idea of Christmas comes from Christ's mass, the, the service every year where we would celebrate Christ coming into the world. Today we're going to read about that moment. In the book of Matthew, chapter 1, starting with verse 18, we'll declare that, that, that Christ came and, and that that's what Christmas is all about. It, it says in verse 18, this is how the birth, that's, that's the, the word origin, it's the word nativity, it's why we call the little figurines that we set up at our house the nativity of Jesus. It's the cast of characters, it's his origin story or his birth story. This is how the birth or the nativity of Jesus, the Messiah, came about His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. This is the the how of Christmas. 
This is the how of, of God's great gift in Jesus. And just like Kim and Kevin shared with the kids before, we expected him to come as a warrior or a mighty king or a powerful prophet, but instead he came as a, a humble baby, fragile, tiny. And, and here's what I want people to know. Here, here's what, what I glean from that part of the story as I try to wrap my mind around what was going on with the character Joseph. That, like God comes to us in our most moments. It's in your notes if you like to follow along and write down words that come along. God comes to us in our most moments. Think about it. He comes to us in our most exciting moments. He also comes to us in our most desperate moments. What about Jesus comes to you in your most joy-filled, blessed moments? And what about your most challenging, difficult moments? Think about Joseph's perspective. This should have been the most exciting time of his life. He had waited since he was a little boy, betrothed or pledged to be married to Mary. They had been planning and saving and getting so excited about when the day would finally come. This should have been the most exciting season of his young life. Life. We had some friends that got engaged last week, and we're so excited for them. And you can just see the joy all over their faces as they, they plan and they look forward to getting married. This should have been the most exciting moment of Joseph's life, but she was found to be pregnant. And so what should have been the most exciting became the most difficult According to Old Testament law, which really hadn't been practiced at this time, but Old Testament law, she deserved to be stoned to death, and he would have been shamed for all of his life, having been cheated on. In this day, it was the equivalent of adultery to break a marriage vow in this way, to break an engagement in this way. What should have been his most exciting day became his most difficult day. I don't know what kind of year you've had. I know what kind of year a lot of people have had. There have been some, some most excellent moments, but there's also been some most challenging ones, some sad ones, some difficult ones, some painful ones. Scripture continues, it says, because Joseph, her husband, her husband-to-be, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he, he was literally having compassion on her. Because of that, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. This is not just the how of Jesus coming, the why of Jesus coming. See, essentially, God comes to save us from ourselves. He comes to save us from us. It's because of our sin that God sent a Savior. It's because of our desperate need for him that Jesus came. In Luke chapter 19, it says, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Luke also wrote the book of Acts, and in chapter 4, verse 12 of Acts, he said, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved at just the right time in the right way to the right people. God sent his son so that we could be saved from our most dark sins, from our most difficult circumstances, from our most desperate selves. God came to save us in the middle of our most triumphant moments and in the middle of our darkest hours. God comes to us. 
He doesn't just come to save us. Moreover, God comes to stay with us. That's the beauty of the word Emmanuel, which means God with us. It says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 22, all of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And the beginning of Jesus' name, Emmanuel, God with us, was the final promise that he left to us when he said in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, and surely I am with you always, even to the end of of the age. It was his promise that he would be with us. The same Jesus that was conceived in a young girl by the power of the Holy Spirit, by that same power, would remain with us even after his death, even after his ascension, even after he goes into heaven to sit at the right hand of God the Father, waiting for the word to come back and to receive his people. We can be certain that God is with us. He came to live with us, to dwell among us, to be one of us, and then to redeem us question is, have you received him? And and not just some washed out, watered down Western version of him, but the real him. Have you received the real Jesus? And and, and what does that even look like? See, the angels declared, it's in Luke chapter 2 verse 11, they they show up to some shepherds on a hillside who were watching their flocks by night. This is like third shift shepherds, and they're literally just making sure that no kind of crazy animal or no kind of crazy bandit comes in and takes the sheep, and yet angels appear to them in the sky, and they declare, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Wretched, dirty, lowly, looked down upon shepherds. In your darkest hour and in whatever circumstances you bring to the table, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, the Lord. Jesus didn't leave it there. He went on to explain. He explained it. It's written down for us in Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. What does it mean to receive Jesus? It means to understand that he was sent to us, for us. What does it mean to receive Jesus? It means to acknowledge him for who he is. We say so much more than what we realize when we say Merry Christmas. The apostles Paul and others went along to share in the book of Romans. It's written down for us that if we declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You see, there's no other name under heaven, no other name that's been given to us. This Emmanuel, this Jesus, no other name by which we can be forgiven, by which we can be healed, by which we can be restored, by which we can be loved than with the name of Jesus. And to receive him, is to declare who he is and then to worship him. You see, what we've received is literally the gift of God's love through his son who became a sacrifice. In Latin, the word mass, maybe you came from that tradition where you you gathered together, you you put on water, you, you took holy communion. That word mass is misa, and it literally means to be sent 
So every time you gathered in a mass, the whole idea is that you would eventually be sent out. And at Christmas, we're sent out to declare. At Christ's mass, we're sent out to declare. This season, when you say Merry Christmas, you're actually declaring to the person that you say Merry Christmas to, to the person at the mall that you just see and that you say, oh, thank you, Merry Christmas, to the person that you call on the phone, oh, yeah, it's so good to talk to you, Merry Christmas, to your family that gathers around the tree on Christmas morning when you say Merry Christmas, to the people that you've already said it to in this room and the people that you'll say it to before you leave. You're literally declaring by the words, Merry Christmas, Jesus is Lord. When you say it, you're declaring that you believe it and that you understand that you've been sent. Sent to declare. I know him, I know him, I know him. And, and not, not some mixed up version of him, but but the real him. I can spot and smell a fake a mile away. I know the real him that well. So, so tonight when we leave, we're, we're literally going to say go. Merry Christmas. I declare that Jesus is king, and, and we're going to go out into the world and by our very lives declare we know him, that we, 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 we know him, that Jesus is God's son, born of a virgin, crucified on a cross, risen on the third day so that we can be forgiven and healed and called. And if you know him, it's like a light bulb going off in your life to say the world doesn't have to be dark, doesn't have to be difficult. Regardless of how most awful this day is, it doesn't have to stay that way because I know Jesus. It makes total sense because that light represents who he is. He's, he's the, the light on, uh, of the world. And, and we're to shine that light wherever we go. City on a hill can't be hidden. We get to illuminate the love of Christ. So at, at Christmas, we, we do. We light candles. We light candles and we illuminate the goodness of who God is. We, we say Merry Christmas and we declare Jesus is Lord and there's no other name that we could celebrate or say this time of year by which people can be forgiven, by which people can be healed, by which people can experience joy, by which people can be loved. It's the light of Christ. And in this room, we'll light these candles tonight. One person to another. And when your candle gets lit, I, I just want you to... Say the words. I know him. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're like, I, I don't really know that I can say those words, Nick. I don't really know that I can say for certain that I, that I know him and that I would really, really recognize him and that I understand fully why he came and what it means. I want to say to you, Merry Christmas. Jesus is Lord. I declare who he is to you tonight and I want you by the power of the Holy Spirit to receive forgiveness, and to be given the gift of hope, to know that you can align your life with his purpose for it and trust him no matter what comes your way. We get to declare that Jesus is Lord and, and watch his light, person after person after person, be spread around this room the same way that it's been spread around the world by people declaring that Jesus is Lord he is the way. It's all about his name, and I surrender to him. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in this place. 
Thank you for the opportunity to celebrate Christmas and to declare to the world, I know you, and I'm so thankful for you. I can't live my life without you, and I want to declare you to everybody out there in the world so that they can know you too. And like light being spread in this room, we want it to spread around this city. We want it to spread around this nation. We want it to spread around this globe so that people will understand the real meaning of Christmas. So they'll understand that Christ came so that we could be loved and so that we would be sent. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray and to the whole world that we declare, he's it. He's the Lord. Would you stand and sing? Christmas, that, that Christ's Mass, is all about us receiving 
um, the hope and the healing and the purpose and the salvation that we can only find in Jesus. Christmas, Christ Mass, it is about us being sent out into the world to declare we know him and you all can know him too. It's the gift of God's son. Light has come. And although we will extinguish these candles, his light in our lives, if we know him, will never burn out. Thanks for listening to our Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast, part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network, where you can find great podcasts like Making History Parenting, Men's Leadership Network, RH Women's As You Go, and more. If you want to learn more about what's going on in the life of Rolling Hills, download our Rolling Hills app or visit our website at rollinghills.church. From there, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date on what's happening and ways you can connect. We're thankful for you.